everybody, and welcome to the 21st episode of the Coffin Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, the winner. I don't know if I should really say that. The winner of... Uh, well, I did win, though. The winner of predictions <laughs> for this last season. I guess I could say that off the top because uh, the, the season is over. But we'll get to that for the final scores. But, Richie, congratulations. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it, it is a little bit of a spoiler, but if people followed our picks and did the math themselves, they would have known anyway. So, you know. Yes. For um, those with the math you. degrees, you yes. already know. You made it close. You made, you you went uh, opposite me last week quite a bit, and you made it very close. So uh, hats off to you, my friend. But it was a fun fun season. I, I'm looking forward to next year doing it too. I could have completely been blown out of the water picking six different with bonus on the different one. Yes. Thankfully, that close. didn't happen. That Rams-Seattle game got close, man. Oh, man. Yes, it was. Did you see – and I know, I know this is – this is a tangent right off the bat, but did you see this morning the NFL officiating is under fire for that game because of all the questionable calls? All the, the uh, crappy Seahawks calls got. the Seahawks got at the end of the game? Running yeah. into the kicker. Yeah. The, the push out of bounds after he was shoved by a player from yep. the Seahawks. And then DK Metcalf not getting flagged for yep. poking Jalen Ramsey in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was yeah. plenty of crap going wrong in there. Shady, shady NFL, my friend. I mean, I remember plenty of times this year where the calls were just terribly, terribly done. And it, it makes me feel like the NBA, where the NBA, I can't watch the NBA because it's gotten to the point where it's like, it's it has to be fixed. Like, I mean, they were, they've already had issues with refs in the past fixing it. And it just feels so bullshit. And, and mm-hmm. it, it, this season, there were so many calls in the NFL that I looked at. And I'm like, that is clearly a bullshit call. They they need to make everything reviewable so that when they make terrible calls on the field, no matter what it is, New York or headquarters and, or whatever, can call them and say, you got to change that. And get rid of. I am so tired of that stupid no challenges in the last two minutes. Um, yeah. Excuse me, but that's when you make your worst calls most of the time. Exactly. Like, and that's why they do it. You can't challenge our terrible calls in the last two minutes because we're trying to influence the end of the game. The last two minutes last longer than the entire fourth quarter, and somehow you can't <laughs> challenge in those two minutes? Give me a break. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that, that started us off on a tangent. But, uh, yeah, here we are. Wild card weekend. Season is over. Playoff teams are done. And uh, Those bad calls could have had my Lions in this wild card weekend? Not only – could it have had them but you look at especially in the afc with skylar thompson and the dolphins and snoop huntley and the ravens the, the lions should be in the playoffs even if it was the afc i mean the dolphins so just take the dolphins out and put the lions in, in the afc i always bit laugh because in the nba they talk about expanding the playoffs or not expanding it but making it less co- not conference based and just the best teams in the NBA because it seems like every year right. either the the Pacific or the uh, what is it? It's not Pacific it, and Atlantic. It's, it's East and West. Either the East is really good and the West sucks, or the West is really good and the East sucks, and it's never has good teams on both sides. So yeah, I don't agree with it. I think that would kind of get nullify the reason for divisions in the first place, but. I don't know. It's it's 
an interesting thought when this type of crap happens. It's just a bummer that we're going to have the, the Dolphins are going to get blown out. I forget who they're playing. Um, they're playing the Bills. Yeah, God, they're going to get destroyed with Skylar Thompson. Well, the Lions, who who finished the season as probably the most exciting team with that, that amazing Sunday night victory, are sitting at home. Like, that's just, that's that sucks. But Yeah, can't do anything anyway. now. So let's talk about the well, teams that are in. Yeah, speaking of the playoffs, uh, instead of a top five, I figured we'd just do a quick top two who are personal picks for AFC and NFC champion are. And apparently we have the same ones. Yes, um, I I decided to pick sense. backups because I <laughs> beyond it's hard. It's actually not that hard in the AFC. It's harder in the NFC to come up with a second team. AFC, I don't feel like that it's that hard. But no, the I NFC the is. AFC the AFC has three, three teams. I think they have three really teams. good teams with good chance to win the make it to the Super Bowl. I went with the Bills. Not only, I mean, do I think they're the most talented team? I've been underwhelmed by the Chiefs all season. But the whole thing with DeMar Hamlin, they, they're emotionally so motivated to win for him um, that I, I really think it's going to be hard for them not to win the Super Bowl outright. But definitely win the AFC. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the I way that... Agreed, but I agree. I feel like... Seconds? I feel like the way they played after... Uh, the week after their game was basically um, canceled and uh, not going to be played. I feel like that, I mean, we'll talk about the games here in a second, but the way they played last week in week 18, I feel like they're on fire and they got a mission that they're doing for their friend. And so I feel like they're going to play with more fire than you've even seen. So that's why I picked the Bills. But my backup is – Obviously, the Bengals, they, they did not lose a step either after that uh, being involved in that same night. And uh, they are still on that giant win streak going into the playoffs. So I feel like I feel like the Bills and the Bengals, who are the two and three, have a better chance of making the Super Bowl right now than the Chiefs, who are number one with a bye. So that's an interesting prospect in the AFC. But I do feel like I don't. I don't feel like the Chiefs don't have a chance. I just feel like they're the least complete team, despite the fact that they are the number one pick or the number yeah. one seed. I agree. Um, I mean, and, and if it wasn't for the 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 Bengals Bills game getting canceled, I mean, the Bills very well could have been the number one seed. So mm-hmm. I, I the Chiefs have have not been super impressive to me um, this season. The Bengals. They had a rough patch early in the year with some injuries, and now they've just been on fire for the last couple months. I, and I completely agree. I think it's, I think the AFC Championship very well could come down to those two teams. Um, and I just think the Bills with the whole Demar Hamlin thing, and not to mention they have all that talent, absolutely um, are my pick to to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, and frankly are my pick to win the Super Bowl. They deserve it. I just want it to happen so much. Yeah. Um, if I'm looking, Kansas City last year was 12 and five, and I didn't think they were that good last year either. And they may they were the what seed were they? They lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, they were the number two seed last year, behind the Titans, then the Bills, then the Bengals. Still blows my mind that the Titans were the one seed last year, <laughs> and that just sucked this year. Like I can't, 
I do not remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm making sure that that's what happened. Yeah, they beat the. They blew out Pittsburgh. They blew. They didn't blow out Buffalo. They beat Buffalo in overtime and then lost to Cincinnati in overtime. So I remember that overtime game because that was the one that made them change the rule about the possessions because the Chiefs got the ball and scored a touchdown and the Bills didn't even get a chance in overtime. So that's why this year they changed it to where both teams yeah, get a possession. No matter and that much. was a 42-36 game. I remember that in that last – I remember this game now specifically because in the last six – You were watching six, it on the ship? There were last six minutes, I think they scored – like a six touchdowns or something. Yes. It was crazy. Yeah, I think we watched that on our cruise last I, year. I believe you are correct. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that, so that's the, I think we both agree. Bills, Bengals in the, in the NFC. Um, and uh, in the NFC, or AFC, in the NFC, um, I, I went with the 49ers. I skipped over the number one seed again and <laughs> uh, went with a team that I think is just playing the best uh, the last couple of weeks, even though they have Mr. Irrelevant as their quarterback. Um, the only quarterback besides, um, God, what, who was it? It was a really old quarterback. And then I think it was, gosh, who was it? He's the, he's one of three. To say. I'll tell you, there's, he's one of three players in the NFL to ever win their first six starts as a rookie. And there's only three of them ever. Yeah, I don't even know. They have to be really old because I can't. Well, one was, but the the other one, you know, and they both were from the same team. Um, Quarterbacks to win. I'm gonna look it up. All right. Well, while you're doing that. yeah, the 49ers, they've got all that talent on offense, uh, defense playing great. And again, when I look at the Eagles, it just lately, the Eagles have not been as impressive. And granted, Jalen Hurts was hurt for a couple games. Uh, but I'm just, I haven't been blown away by the Eagles the last few weeks. I, I wasn't really blown away from them when they were 12-0 and 0 or whatever it was. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think the NFC... Brock Purdy is on a magical journey as as the next Tom Brady, and we're all seeing it happen live, I guess. And it just makes sense that he'd make it to the Super Bowl as a rookie. Yep. Uh, I couldn't find it. I I, okay. I forget uh, who it was, but there was one name that you recognize that is a Hall of Famer, and then the other one, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer because I'm not up to my knowledge on older players, but... It was pretty elite company, so it'll be interesting to see what goes on because I think Jimmy G is going to be – I think Jimmy G might be a uh, a Raider next year. But Yeah, I, I can see that. He, he definitely won't be um, in San Francisco, obviously. And it, with Josh McDaniels, the coach in, in Vegas, and him having familiarity with Jimmy Garoppolo, it would make sense for him to go there. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to me. Yeah. Uh, my NFC team is based on it's based on nothing more than talent because their last game of the season was absolute garbage. Like yes, I watched, I watched the entire game. It was nice to finally get to see an, an entire uh, um, Commanders game, <laughs> but I would have rather been able to have watched the Rams Seattle game live. But they, for whatever reason, they didn't have that game on. But uh, the Cowboys have 
one of the best defenses in the NFL, in my opinion. And I don't even know if that's opinion, but the their offense at times can be the best in the NFL as well. The running game between Elliott and Pollard is ridiculous, especially passing. Uh, C.D. Lamb just lives or dies by good or bad games. And uh, Schultz is a very good tight end. So I feel like they have what it takes on offense if their offensive line isn't complete patchwork and not doing their jobs protecting Dak. Um, I look like Dak a lot like Russell Wilson in Seattle. When he Russell Wilson didn't have a line, he couldn't do anything ever. And whenever yep. that line in Dallas is playing bad, so is Dak. So if they can figure it out in this playoffs and be healthy – then I think they have a good chance to be the uh, be the winner of the NFC. But you, so you think the 49ers are your first pick, though, and then your backup picks the Cowboys, right? Yeah, if I had to pick a second team, I can't pick. Okay. I can't. I cannot, in a, the right mind, pick the Vikings or the Eagles oh, God, because no. the Vikings are pretenders. They've had the most luck of anyone to be as good as they their record pretends to be this season, and the Eagles, I just. They've had so many games where they just fell apart randomly, despite their good games, that these are all good teams now in the in the playoffs, and the Eagles are going to have to play them. So while they're playing their best football, and I just don't see them passing that this season. Do I think that they're going to fall apart and not be a playoff team next year or not number one seed next year? I don't know. Maybe this was just the magical run, but I think they're going to be playoff contenders for a long time. So we'll see what happens if they can – Prove that they're uh, not that they have to prove it to me, but prove it to me for me that they're a better team than they are. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It, it's funny. I actually have, I mean, it's not our picks yet, but spoiler alert. Um, I picked the Giants to beat the Vikings this weekend. I, I think the Vikings um, are pretenders and the Giants are playing a lot better. I mean, they, they almost upset the Eagles to end the season. Mm-hmm. They're playing a lot better, just like they were in the beginning of the year. So I, I think the Vikings are, are not even going to win a game. And actually, I'm picking the uh, Bucks to beat the Cowboys on Monday night. Tom Brady is 8-0 in his career against Dallas. Playoff Tom is a thing. I think the Cowboys, uh, Dak Prescott is turning the ball over way more than he ever has in his career. I agree. It's the offensive line. If he's not protected in a little bubble, he's not as good as everybody thought he was. Um, and I think the Cowboys are, are going to fall flat on their faces. So it'll be a, it's going to be an interesting weekend, man. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And then yeah. we got a few hours till the first game, so that'll be fun. Yes, we do. Me. And that um, I think that's the Seahawks 49er game, which should be a pretty good one. I'm looking forward to the night game, which is Chargers-Jacksonville. Oh, God, that one's going to break my heart because I actually want both teams to win. I, I was only glad game. I was only glad to see them playing each other because I knew that one of them would go on. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you get one of them. Um, but yeah, man, I'm loving the Swagwires this year. Of course, I love the Chargers. I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna just dive right into the Chargers Broncos game recap right now because we talked about it last night off the air. Mike Williams uh, um, getting hurt in a meaningless game pisses me off so much. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand what the Chargers were thinking playing their starters so deep into that game. 
They did playing them at all. There was nothing. They weren't going to drop yeah. in their position. They weren't going to go up in their position. There was no reason a team that was injured all season needed to play players in that game where they could get hurt. I can understand if you want to play them for a series or two, just so it's like you want to keep them fresh and not you know, get them, you know, a, a bye week and they get cold or whatever. Fine, play them for a series. But nothing, you win this game and nothing changes. You're the sixth seed. You're the sixth seed no matter what. The Broncos aren't in the playoffs. Beating them does nothing to help you except bragging rights. It no. just, it's stupid. And then what's, you know, what do they always say? Oh, don't, you know. It's a meaningless game. Don't play your starters. They could get hurt. And then what happens? Mike Williams, who's been hurt all year, gets hurt and is going to miss multiple weeks, which I guarantee means he ain't playing in the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievably stupid. Um, I, lo- I love the Chargers. I love Herbert. I, I, it's just it's so frustrating to see a team like that that is that was finally healthy, playing their best ball, going into the playoffs, real exciting, and then – now it's like, well, Mike Williams is hurt. And, and Herbert well, is banged in. up. Yeah, Herbert's like, banged up. He almost he almost got pulled out of that game for being hurt, not just because to rest him, but he got hits in the third quarter so, so many times. players get hurt too? Yeah, they were yeah, the 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 injury report for this game is going to be very telling. It's, and I still yeah. follow from living in San Diego when they were there. So many San Diego beat writers and all the like the local people and they were (laughs) dude, they were livid. They couldn't understand what the hell was wrong with him. The first time he got hit, he should have been out of the game. But then you kept trouncing him out there after he got hit, and then he gets hurt and can't play. Like, come on, man. And then you lose the game anyways. Mm -hmm. You played your starters for most of the game and you end up losing anyways. So literally, it did nothing for you. Like it's just, if if they lose to the Jaguars tonight because their offense can't get going, or you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's simply because of the stupid decision you made. And then last year they missed the playoffs because the coach made the decision to try to win the game instead of go for a tie against the Raiders. I don't know if you remember that one, and that pissed off the Raiders, so they went ended up winning the game. And it's like. Ugh. I don't know, man. That coach of the Chargers makes some questionable decisions. Nope. Uh, all right. Don't understand it. Well, let's start. Uh, we already talked about the Broncos Chargers game, so we'll go. We'll go with the Chiefs Raiders to begin. It's a pretty simple game. The Chiefs won, obviously. Um, you know, Jared Sidham again starting didn't play terribly. He 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 was their leading rusher, which was weird when you have Josh Jacobs on your team. Um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> The Chiefs getting a win, and that, that was that was pretty obvious. Um, Titans Jags that was a that was an exciting game on that Saturday night game. The Jaguars the coming from behind the fumble return for a touchdown to take the lead at the end of the game that was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, there were three, should have three games I got to watch on the cruise ship, and this one obviously uh, the Commanders game and the Lions game. All good games. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a Packers or Cowboys fan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, good for the Jags. I felt like they should have they should have been winning that game outright. Um, they played a little underwhelming against the Titans. But they get the win. That's all that matters. They win the division. They're in the playoffs. Good for them. Yep. And Jets, Dolphins. 
with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. I, 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 I said this earlier about replacing the Dolphins with the Lions. If Tua was healthy, I'd be excited for the Dolphins in the playoffs. But when you're starting your third-string quarterback... Even if Teddy this was, is a, I'd be excited. Yeah, I'd be more excited. <laughs> I, I, but it's just they're just a, it's a waste of a playoff team. They're, there's no way in hell they're going to beat the Bills with Skylar Thompson. So no. it's like it's just it's frustrating because like even the Steelers, the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, you know that would have been oh you know okay you know they're playing better and going against the Bills and I don't think they're going to win but it should be an exciting game. The Bills Dolphins is not even going to be an exciting game. I, I think I read somewhere it is the biggest line in wildcard history or, or somewhere near the very top of the biggest lines in wildcard history which is just I mean it's supposed to be the best of the best and the Dolphins rolling out Skylar Thompson is <sighs> just underwhelming yep. uh, speaking of the Steelers they they beat the Browns but still missed the playoffs because the Dolphins won uh, you know, good for the Steelers they ended on a high note Mike Tomlin still does not have a losing season in his coaching career which is just amazing when i heard that stat i was i was like really not yeah. one but then i rem how many times has he gone eight and eight because you could use you used to be a able lot. to do that yeah so. yeah <laughs> i'm sure he's gone eight and eight a lot but still even that eight and eight considering some of the seasons we've sat through with our teams um oh, yeah yeah going eight and eight every year would, would not be too shabby <laughs> i um, Texans Colts, I loved this. I watched this game, the end of this game. So much fun. The Texans beat the Colts, lose the number one pick. Lovey Smith, they get the touchdown at the end of the game. He goes for two to win it instead of going for a tie. Gets the two-point conversion to take the lead. And I loved it because he knew he was fired. He had met with the owner the day before. He knew he was going to be fired. So he basically showed them the middle finger as he walked out the door and cost them the number one pick. Good for Lovey Smith. <laughs> I just, so awesome. I always uh, liked Lovey Smith, despite the fact that he was a Bears, he was a Bears was, uh, yeah. coach. I, I did too. I mean, it's funny. My dad loved Lovey Smith. He, the Bears fired him because they were tired of like not winning in the playoffs. Like they were consistently good under Lovey Smith, mm -hmm. but they just weren't winning in the playoffs. So they, you know, they fired him because they well, were, 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 you know, this isn't good enough. And ever since then, they've been at the bottom. And it's like, yeah. wouldn't you kill to go back to being a team that was, you know, at least in the wild card conversation, if not winning the division. So big, big, uh, big screw up by the bears to fire him. But, um, uh, yeah, I just I just loved this. He knew he was gone. He didn't give a shit about the Texans getting the number one pick and getting Bryce Young. He went for the win, got the win, love it. And now the Bears have the number one pick, which they're trying to pretend like they're going to take a quarterback with. Come on. Yeah, we know yeah, that's okay. not going to happen. Right. You just, yeah, they're just trying to get somebody to trade up. Like, that's all they're – they're just trying to get somebody to be like, okay, we'll, we'll trade up to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, but never going to happen. Um, Bucks Falcons. The Falcons get the win. Um, it was actually a pretty big win. Uh, I think the Bucks rested most people throughout that game. Um, and then uh, you know, not much, not much really for the Falcons. But I did want to ask your opinion, and I don't know if you followed enough to know, but do you think Desmond Ritter will be the starter next year, or do you think the Falcons will take 
take a swing at a veteran or or try to draft somebody else at quarterback. <laughs> I don't think he'll be the starter next year. I don't no. know what they're going to do, but he he's he's not going to be the starter. <clears throat> yeah, he hasn't. I mean, I watched a bit of that game because um, we were watching Red Zone in the morning because the Bears were getting destroyed by the Vikings, and you know he he had some good moments. Um, but I, I wonder with the Falcons, if, if they're going to, because they've got cap space and I don't know where they're picking in this draft, but I feel like they're going to want to try to find somebody a little more, a uh, little more solid. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, uh, you know, it, it, maybe they'll bring in somebody to compete, you know, instead of, instead of swinging for the fences and trying to trade for Derek Carr or something, maybe they'll just sign somebody and and draft somebody in the middle rounds again and try to compete but just another team that that is searching for a quarterback and always fun to watch speaking of teams searching for quarterbacks by the way i uh, i did i looked it up mike timelin has gone eight and eight three times okay and he's been a coach for since 2007 16 years no and only three times he's gone eight and eight. He's finished above eight and eight thirteen times. Wow, that's that is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's. I was kind of surprised that there were not more of them, but yeah, three times he's gone eight and eight. Wow. Okay. Good. Good for him. Good for the Steelers. Must be nice to be. There a were a lot of nine and seven seasons, by the way. I'd say there were probably three nine okay. and seven seasons. Too. Yeah, but you know, nine and seven is sometimes good enough to make the playoffs too. Like that's that's the other well, thing with the, the Lions were nine and eight, so I feel like nine and seven is a good record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nine and seven is is a pretty dang good record. Um, Panthers Saints, Panthers get the win. They've been playing real hard for Steve Wilkes. He might he might have locked up the the job permanently instead of interim. And Sam Darnold, um, I, I, you know, I think they might just roll with him going forward. He's, he was a high pick, played fairly well for them this year when he's been healthy. Um, I mean, they do have a pretty high draft pick, but I don't know if they're, if they're going to be able to get one of the top two quarterbacks with that pick. But um, just another, uh, again, another team that's always fun. To, it's always fun to watch the quarterback carousel go on every offseason. Yeah, for sure. Bills Patriots, that opening kickoff was magical. Um, I'm, I'm sure you saw the replay of it. But yes. Watching Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and the players on the sideline tearing up. I mean, that is that was so cool. Like that's just such a fantastic sports memory. And the other cool thing, I did not know this at the time, but I, I heard this later. The last time the Bills had returned a kickoff for a touchdown. It had been three years and three months since they did it, which, of course, Damar Hamlin's number is three. So, pretty, um, just pretty cool. Just pretty cool for them. Of course, they get the win. Um, I, I think the Bills are, at this point, so motivated to win for that guy that, that they're just going to keep rolling. Mm -hmm. Vikings, I, Bears. Yep. I just thought it was crazy that he managed to do that twice in that game. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, too. He, yeah. Twice, Naheem Hines, man. That was pretty awesome. And then they stopped kicking to him, of course. Um, <laughs> As yeah, they do. For, yeah. <laughs> so. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, Vikings, Bears, Vikings, Trounsome. No, no, no surprise there. Uh, 
Ravens, Bengals, uh, Bengals get the win. And again, just like the Dolphins, the Ravens are a waste of a playoff team. New Puntley or whoever their third is, I don't even remember his name. Lamar Jackson has been more injured this entire time than they've admitted, which is just stupid. When it first happened, they were like, oh, he may not miss any time. And now it's like, yeah, he probably won't play again this year. Um, I don't know. I don't get that. I don't know what the, the whole, like, week-to-week lying thing was about. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're rolling in and, and facing the Bengals with your backup or third-string quarterback. Not going to happen, Ravens. No, that's it's... It sucks, too, because they're another one of those fun-to-watch teams when their starting quarterback's playing. Yes. Yes, they are. They've got some time. Mark Andrews, um, you know, Roquan Smith, who they just re-signed to a monster deal. Um, but, yeah, when you are not, when you don't have your, your MVP, which is Lamar Jackson, um, you know, everything else about them is, is just underwhelming. And, and you're playing one of the best teams in your conference. So it would be the hell of an upset. If, if Snoop Huntley was able to pull that off. No. Is it Snoop Huntley? I thought his name was it's Tyler. It's Tyler Huntley, but his nickname is Snoop. Okay, this whole time I'm like, what is yeah. this guy <laughs> talking about? Uh, just, i just making stuff up. Yeah. Eagles, right. Giants. The Eagles got the win, but I, I was impressed with how the, well the Giants played. They kept it close to the end. Um, maybe, you know, they're, they're healthy right now, and you know, we, they started off the season on, I think it was a 6-0 and run. So if they're getting hot at the right time, getting into the playoffs, um, they could they could win some games. And I already mentioned I think they're going to win against the Vikings. So, And then the Eagles, they get the number one seed. They get the bye. But, yeah, it just feels like ever since they lost the Commanders, the, the whole mystique around the Eagles has kind of been shattered. And granted, Jalen Hurts missed some of those mo- – actually, he missed all those losses – um besides the commanders but yeah i just i don't know i can't pick them as my favorite i, I just when i watch them play it's not it's not blowing me away it's not like making me they, feel like they oh, play yeah, they're gonna run away with it they're a good team that plays good enough to get close wins if you're playing a team that really wants to win i don't know that they have all the juice that they need yeah yeah that's a good point you know they they beat up on on well, they didn't even beat up on they they beat some some teams close but when it comes to like you know they they didn't play the bills or the chiefs or the Bengals this year like they didn't play good teams they played the vikings eh. um but yeah we, we shall see what happens ram seahawks this was a heartbreaker especially with all those blown calls that are coming to light today as as everyone you know nfl officiating is starting to admit like oh we may have fucked up on this one um Jalen Ramsey single-handedly tried to win it for the Lions. Single-handedly with all those interceptions. Like, he was doing everything he could to win the game for the Rams. And they were doing everything they could to keep – to get Seattle into the playoffs. Like, well, to get Seattle in a position to make the playoffs because – I don't even – I don't even understand it because the re- the referees could have let that game play out any way they wanted to, and and the Packers still had a chance to make the playoffs. The Seattle didn't have to win that game for it to be for the Packers to have a chance. They had a chance no matter what happened in that game. No, 
Oh, but they needed to keep the Lions out of the playoffs because when you're talking about fan bases, the NFL believes that Seattle's a bigger market than Detroit, so they wanted Seattle in the playoffs. Okay, so let's break that down. First off, you don't think that a franchise that doesn't make the playoffs that often and then finally does under a coach that was just on hard knocks at the beginning of the season, not to mention the people that pulled in to be Detroit fans for this season that weren't before the, if they had made the playoffs after going one and six, everybody would have been watching the lions. Oh, I agree. So it makes no, they know yeah. nobody the, the, is watching. The only people watching Seattle in the playoffs for Seattle is Seattle. Nobody else cares about Seattle making the playoffs. If the lions had made the playoffs completely different situation. You have to remember the NFL um, is stupid and makes stupid decisions constantly. So when they look at, okay, well, who are our bigger fan bases? It's the ones that have been successful lately. They don't understand that when you have a franchise like the Lions where the fan base is just thirsty to be in the playoffs and where you have characters, players, coaches, Jamal Williams, that have become such fan favorites off the field for their personalities, Mm-hmm. They don't get that. Like they don't. They don't see that. They. They just. They think. Well, Seattle's been really popular the last couple of years. Yeah, because they had Russell Wilson. <laughs> They're not popular anymore. They, like, don't, they don't have need to be in anyone the playoffs. except DK Metcalf. Yeah, they don't That's need it. to be in the playoffs. No one cares. But. Anyways, but yeah, they got that, screwed. The, uh, the Rams oh, should have won that game. The Lions. The running into the kicker was so bad that when I was listening to it on the radio driving California. Even the radio announcers, like, I didn't watch the play, but I knew exactly what happened because they were like, well, that's bullshit. He got blocked into him. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, that's that's the rule. That's not a penalty if you get blocked into him. Unbelievable. You know, and then, even with that, all that happening, the, the Rams still almost won. And yeah, it's just crazy. So close. Oh, man. But that's okay because the Lions next season, they may win that division. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's the... Okay, we'll get to that after we get to the Sunday night game. But anyways, go ahead. All right. Uh, we talked about Chargers Broncos. Cardinals 49ers. Cardinals get humiliated. <laughs> and Kings, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. Thank God. I, did, I didn't even... this. Like I said already once, I didn't even think about the the Cardinals on Sundays this season. I Yeah, I didn't even remember when once, they played this day. Once, when you said you once, watched the Commanders, I was like, when did the Cardinals play? I'm like, when Kyler went down, I was like, this is going to be a dumpster fire. It's not even worth watching. And then we're going to have to watch it again next year because Kingsbury and Kime have extensions. Yep. Come to find out, the the best thing to come out of this game and this season is the fact that the Cardinals are looking for a GM and a coach. So let's freaking go. Yeah, I, 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 I was a little worried with all the injuries that they were going to kind of give give Kingsbury a pass and say, oh, you know, with Hopkins getting suspended and Murray getting hurt, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. I Watching Hard Knocks and seeing how Kingsbury interacted with the team, it he's not a leader. Like, he's just, he's not a leader of men. Like, you watch Dan Campbell or Ron Rivera, and, like, they lead their team, and the players respond to them. Kingsbury just was was nothing every, every every time in the locker room just like you guys are great you guys are great let's go yep. let's go everything you've described like, him as from that show because i still haven't watched it 
it reminds me of like the personality of a trainer, a guy who maybe played football in college or, you know, in his case played in the NFL and, played. uh, yeah, well, yeah, quotation marks played, but in his case, one of those guys, that's one of the boys is there to help them to get better, but is not really should never be in a leadership position. You know, like the, you know who I'm talking about. The guys are on the sideline with a stopwatch, like, let's go, come on, we can do this. Well, and he talks about it in the show about like the differences between coaching in college and coaching in the NFL. And this has happened with college coaches before. Remember Chip Kelly. There, there are certain coaches that they, they can coach 18, 19, 20 year olds, but they can't get respect from grown men. Yeah. And I don't think any of the Cardinals players respected Cliff Kingsbury. Because he just doesn't have that personality. He doesn't command respect from grown adults. He can get 18-year-olds to respect him, sure, but not grown-ass men. Um, I think the biggest thing for him as far as – I think hopefully the old NFL sees this and learns from it. You don't hire a coach that was, what, 4-10, whatever his record was in his one season before he was fired – to be a head coach in the NFL over NFL candidates. Like that made no sense when it happened. We watched four years of it. It still makes no sense. And let's just not do that again. Who cares what Sean McVay did? Oh yeah. Yeah. They They hired him when Kyler Murray. Yeah. They hired him a year after Sean McVay. So Kyler Murray and chasing the next Sean McVay is exactly why he was hired. He is not Sean McVay. He never showed that he could be. And that innovative offense is probably the most boring thing I've ever seen. I think that Joe Lombardi ran the same exact offense for Detroit, and it didn't work, and it sucked. We saw it before. It was Screen plays as far as the eye can see. Run the ball, throw up the middle, get smashed. Screen play behind the line of scrimmage on third and ten. Just stupid plays. Well, that's something that bringing this question my dad actually talks about is, did we ever actually see the air raid offense? Was that offense they've been running the air raid? Because if it was, the air raid is not like anything like we were expecting. Like, I expected a lot of downfield throws, and we never got that. And I think it's because Kyler Murray can't see over the damn offensive line, so he's not going to throw the ball downfield to no one. I thought Um, air raid was past, like, mid-length, passes like eight to 18 yards passes like all in the middle in that's what i always thought of the air raid but this was like we got three yards behind the line of scrimmage three plays three plays six yards punt that is the the cliff kingsbury offense so so yeah now the cardinals need a gm and coach i think they're gonna go hard for sean payton because they can give him both give him control of the roster as GM and, and coach, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then they're stuck with Kyler Murray, who will probably miss at least six games to start next year with his injury. Could miss more than that, depending on how bad it is, but it's going to be another, it's going to be a fun couple seasons in the desert. That's all. That's all I know. <laughs> at least there'll be something to watch. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be, it won't be very good, probably. Oh, and then they're going to trade your Andre Hopkins. That's the other thing, too. So, glad that I bought his jersey. Eh, you can go. I love D-Hop, though, man. His hands are so good. Like, he's such a good receiver. I hope he goes, like, 
I don't, I don't know where he's going to end up. I, I just hope he ends up on a team I don't hate. Like, yeah. I know the, a lot of people have talked about the Bears going after him. I'd be fine with that. I know you wouldn't. Um, but I, I at least got to watch him still. Yuck. Um, Cowboys, Commanders. I didn't expect this at all. Um, and it wasn't – it was the defense. The Commanders' say, defense. Please don't say, so well. at least in the first half, do not – do not give this to Al because at halftime I'm like, okay, he 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 can run a team. That's all I've seen out of Howell for a first half. Second half he actually started making throws and plays with his feet, which were actually pretty amazing. But that first half was all the defense, and that was well that yeah that interception in the end zone was classic rookie in his first start making a stupid decision. But no, the defense in this one, um, they 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 played well all year and in this game with nothing on the line other than trying to beat your rival at home uh, I mean they they showed up man and they really rattled the Cowboys in a in a game that was meaningless well no it wasn't meaningless for Dallas they needed to win to get the number one seed mm-hmm. but um, yeah I was just I was so I didn't expect that I did not expect the team to go out swinging very happy to see that um, but when I- it comes to Howell I there were moments that uh, that you know, like the scramble touchdown. He uh, can use his throw feet. to McLaurin. Yeah, he can. Um, the the ball to McLaurin, like the fifty yard pass that just dropped in perfectly. Um, yeah, I mean he he made some mistakes. That interception was fucking. I mean atrocious. There was a um, massive change between second half Howell and first half Howell. Yeah, and it was all, awesome. All I know is that for a kid that was projected to be the number one quarterback in the 2022 class last year before he returned to school and struggled with a bad supporting cast dropped to the fifth round there is an argument to be made for the commanders to just roll with him next year and if they did i am actually if they did i'm actually interested in that because i feel like given over time, he'll just be that much better. See, that's and that's what my belief is. What, what should have happened this year? Oh is my! Hello, Wentz. strawberry and friends. Oh, what's up? What's up? Good to see you. Thanks um, for coming. What should have happened this year was Wentz struggle, and then turn to Howell. Instead, they turned to Heineke and then started winning. Um, which kind of screwed up that plan because the the hope was to get Howell in there for a couple games and see what he can do. This was only one game. That's my fear, is that he got one game, showed some promise, and if we, it's, it's like Matt Flynn. It's like, okay, now we're going to roll with him next year, and, and we don't know really what's going to happen because it was only one game. Well, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. The good the the difference there is that you didn't you didn't pay you're not going to pay Sam Howell to come to your team next year after one game right. you still have him you're already paying him yeah, Matt Flynn played one crappy game got one of the best quarterback contracts ever after that one game made bank millions and millions of dollars dollars for Seattle and played half a season as their starter in one of the worst signings ever. So did he even I thought he got benched for Russell Wilson before he even started. No, he played games. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, I he thought, was not I thought Russ was uh But yeah, I mean and again, 
as a fan, what I want to happen is is them to roll with Howell and Sam Howell to come out next year as just you know an amazing quarterback and it you know him develop into our franchise guy. Obviously, that's what I want to happen. But I try to balance what I want with you know my expectations, so I'm not just fanboying out. Um, I'm not going to get too hyped for the guy after after one game. I I liked what I saw. If if they do roll with him, I, I'm you know I'm excited. I'm not going to go out and run out and buy his jersey. Um, but may, maybe after a couple weeks, if they if they play well. But it, it's I don't know. Um, I want it to happen so bad. I, I like the guy. I, I like what he can do with his legs. He's got a, a a cannon for an arm. I saw somebody on Twitter call him a Howlitzer, which I love. <laughs> nice. I, I love a good nickname. Um, and then the other thing was they fired uh, Scott Turner, their offensive coordinator, which makes sense because the offense was sporadic and inconsistent. And when we have all those weapons, and, and granted we were you know starting Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz most of the year, so when we don't score points and don't play well, that's somebody's got to get blamed. Um, nope. But I saw that they are interviewing new offensive coordinators and they're telling them that – you're going to have to roll with Sam Howell as your starter next year. So the team hasn't announced it, but they're basically telling offense coordinators that they're going with Howell. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's always a chance that when they're picking the first round, some quarterbacks falling down the draft boards like Dwayne Haskins did a couple of years ago. So don't know what's going to happen, but um, well, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens now. Uh, well, one of the about that. one last thing from this game that I it sticks out in my mind. Fuller dropped an interception. Like easiest pick six in the world on a uh, five yard comeback. He just jumped the route in the most beautiful play I've ever seen. The ball goes into his hands and he drops it. And so I'm like, well, that was six points wasted. The very next play, the very next play, the Cowboys ran the same exact play, the same hitch, and he jumped it even better than the time before that and then ran it back for a touchdown. Same exact play. I'm like, why, after he almost ran, caught that and ran it back, would you run the same play at the same side to the same guy, not expecting him to be pissed off. He missed the first time. It was hilarious. The announcers, everyone was like, why would they throw it there again? I think Mike McCarthy is just, he's just a nice guy. He felt bad. He's like, (laughs) Oh man, Fuller made such a good play. He was so close. Let's give him another go. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it blew my mind. I'm like, why would you throw it to him again? And I'm glad he caught it the second time. Because if he had done dropped it oh. again after jumping the route like that, that would have been they so They would have given him a third chance. They would have just kept throwing that route. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun game uh, to, you know, get the win against a rival at home. And, and the other exciting thing is that hopefully that was the last game that Dan Snyder will be the owner for. I mean, next year the commanders could have a new owner, new offense coordinator, Sam Howell at quarterback. Be, it could be a very exciting season for both our teams next year. And then the 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 Redskins version ver, part of the team will just completely be gone. 
It'll all be history at that point. All the connections. I mean, once they once they get a new stadium too, though, because I still when I see FedEx Field, I still think Redskins. But if you give us a new stadium, new owner, then it'll be like, all right, we're we're the Commanders with with Major Tutty. <laughs> the, the ex- yeah, <laughs> major. Brick, Brick wanted us to talk about Major Tutty. He's here. Let, let you, he's all here. Right, there you go. So. Major Tutty are World War II era hog mascots. Um, I, I'll be frank. I don't think we really needed a mascot, but we have one. The reason the hog I'm fine with, obviously, the nickname for the you know the team is oh, the Hogs and the offensive line in the '90s. The hog thing has always been a part of our our franchise for as long as I've been a fan. Um, how my Twitter handle for my my Commanders one is Hail Hogs. Um, yeah. I, I the commander's thing the the helmet the thing that I don't like is his his like white white tank top t-shirt thing like go I'm, fall out and put I'm, him in a uniform I'm bringing it up on the stream are you it's just... just put him in a uniform I don't understand why they're like you know they, oh, it's, a, it's a jersey I guess but it just looks like he's wearing a white t-shirt like, <laughs> give him is... give him a yeah like, why is he in a, in a jersey? He looks like he's ready to play. Put him in fatigues. <laughs> Put him in camo. Like, he's major tutty. He's supposed to be... He is he is out of uniform regulations. Dude. <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> I haven't seen this until right now. Oh, you haven't seen it before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. that's... You see the I picture just... I put up? Yes, I see it. Oh, that's it's, great. Uh, that's I just don't... Stuff. I don't... First of all, I don't get the reason to need a mascot. We never had one before. Um, but, you know. At least it's whatever. got some history. Yeah, I, I like the hog thing. And I like the major aspect. But see, when... when the tutty part is is kind of like... When, when Brooke sent that text message, I thought it was going to be an actual pig wearing, like, with, like, uh, at, like a metal helmet strapped onto an actual giant hog i didn't I realize it... animal rights activists would allow us to do that <laughs> i don't i didn't expect it to be a dude in a costume it's even it's even better i yes i actually think the actual pig thing would have been awesome but it would, every but every think... touchdown they can just run him out on the field and do circles like the dudes like do at the cardinal college. games yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would have been awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The, and the, I, the other thing that kills me about it is the name, Tutty. Like, it's, I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be Touchdown. <laughs> um, which, I mean, if you're a fan of our team, those are few and far between. So it's like spitting in your face to name your mascot Touchdown. At least I, you I know, there like will always be one Tutty at every ga- every home game. I guess. That, that was their aim. It's like, well, at least we got one Tutty. Um, I don't know, man. They could have done a better job of leaning more into the like military theme, in my opinion. But <laughs> so weird. Whatever. Yeah, now all all I know is that now we've got someone to create more TikToks for us, and and let's see how good they are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sunday all right. night football. Let's go. Yes, talk to us about the Lions Packers game. So I. I first off, let me set the the stage for this game. I sat. There was a Irish pub on the cruise ship that uh, was playing this game, and 
inside of this Irish pub, there were tons of people already in there when I got there, right? And so, and you know how exuberant uh, Packers fans are. I knew which ones the Packers fans were. Yes. And so uh, they were very obnoxious, as usual. Every two-yard pass, everyone was... Packers fans. Every two-yard pass, jumping out of their seats, clapping like it was the biggest play they'd ever seen. Um, the first Aiden Hutchinson sack, which I think was a third down to force a punt, <laughs> three-quarters of the room jumped out of their seats and were screaming. And uh, that's when I realized that somehow on this ship, us Lions fans outnumbered the Packers fans. <laughs> and then it, from then on, it was the best feeling ever because there wasn't a lot more to cheer for from the Packers fans. And I think they realized they were outnumbered and they stopped clapping every time there was a two-yard gain. So now let me ask you, because I'm curious, were they Lions fans or just Packer haters? Uh, I saw at least five people wearing Lions shirts. So nice. See, that's pretty good. But they were polos, so I couldn't tell they were lion's shirts until I looked closer. And I don't normally stare at people that are five feet from me uh, <laughs> until I have a reason to. You didn't join so, them for a beer or something and they started rooting for the lions? Uh, there was a guy at the table next to me and me and him were chatting the whole time. So that was fun. But it made it, it made it a lot more fun. Uh, one of the, one of the, so I'll never forget the memory of that like scene then on top of that, the halftime interview that Dan Campbell gave was one of my favorite Dan Campbell quotes of all time. They're like, with the Seahawks winning the, earlier today, coming into this game, it didn't feel like there was really much to play for. <laughs> and then Dan Campbell's like, oh, of course there was something to play for. And they're like, so what are you and your team playing for tonight to keep them out of the playoffs? And the, in the most candid, like, player coach way he could say anything he's like all we want is to keep them from making the playoffs and I, we respect that i freaking loved it they're like well you're doing a good job so far he's like well we're gonna go now and finish the job so anything else <laughs> all right i'm out of here it was awesome. That, awesome that is awesome um i mean it was just such a fun game anytime you get to watch the packers lose at home in prime time to get knocked out of the playoffs is one of my fondest memories ever um just the whole the, the whole second half man and, and then especially the fourth quarter that play the lions called where they like pitched the ball and then threw it backwards and, and it was like a screen but then it went backwards to a different player who it was ran like a screen. hook and ladder screen it was yeah, crazy that was um that was such a great inventive play and you know it's just so much fun to see a team like the lions who yeah started off one and six went on this amazing run in the second half jared goff solidifying himself as their quarterback going forward i mean they're not drafting anyone they're not signed. Like, they are rolling with Goff now. Um, you know, Jameson Williams is going to get more involved. I was so mad his touchdown got called back, though. That dude almost had three touches in, in his career, and all three would have been touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, it, it just – that was so much fun. Oh, that play – that yeah, that Jameson Williams touchdown that got pulled back. 
I am super stoked to see him play more next season. It was interesting. Yeah. It's cool, cool to me because DJ Chark had a one-year contract. And I'm going to be honest. DJ Chark made some plays this year, but DJ Chark, for the most part, was a non-factor. And I don't think they need to re-sign him. Will they sign another receiver that maybe is like a, a third or a fourth guy? Probably. I don't think we're going to spend big money on a receiver because, A, we already have a number one. We have yeah. we have Amon Ra, who is one of the best in the NFL. Jamison Williams needs needs more playtime next year now that he's healthy. And then having Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, those two together as three and four are totally fine. And so yeah. if you you just get a fifth guy in there, um, they're gonna they're gonna be in a good spot. So yeah, I feel like Goff is is pretty comfortable with Josh Reynolds because they're time in L.A. together. Um, I think and with Jamison Williams, he could develop into like one B. Like you've got one A in Amon Ross St. Brown, and then one B with Jamison Williams. That's how good Jamison Williams could be. Well, the best um, the best things with receivers like that, right? Like think of Thielen and Jefferson. You've got the deep yeah. threat guy, and then you've got the possession guy. Amon Ra will always be the possession guy. He catches yeah. a lot of balls. Jamison Williams is fast, like ridiculously fast. He'll always be that guy that can get the deep ball. So, yeah, that, I'm. it'll be interesting to see yeah. where that And goes. then uh, last thing, Jamal Williams breaking Barry Sanders' record for most touchdowns in a season for a Lion uh, was pretty special too. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Once Barry Sanders retired, it took so many years for us to even have a running back that got over 100 yards in a single game. I think it was eight seasons without a running back that did not get over 100 yards in a game That's before they got one. And now we got a, we got a running back that runs for a lot of yards and breaks the single-season touchdown record. Of Barry, held by Barry Sanders. So, 1,000 yards for Jamal, 1,066 yards for Jamal, and 17 touchdowns. As the number two guy, by the way, Swift has been hurt a lot this season, so I'll give him that. But Jamal Williams played out of his did mind. Did Jamal Williams miss some games, too? He did, yeah. One or two, I think. Yeah, like that's – I'm going to – I got to look that up because uh, that's crazy. I mean, 17 touchdowns. He didn't miss any games, but he had a few games where he had like seven touches, ten touches. Not a lot of games he had ten touches and still went off. So, I don't know. Yeah. Amazing. Just Amazing. really good. He's um, the one guy. So, we're talking about resignings. Chark, don't don't really don't really see him getting resigned, but Jamal Williams is up for a contract, and if they don't resign him, I'm going to be very upset. Because he's definitely uh, a yeah, – he's a team leader, too. Anytime you see yes. the team huddled around, he's the one in the middle talking. So they can't let him go. Yeah, you can't, especially you can't let him walk after he just set a record for your franchise. Like, that's one of those guys. I'm sorry, man, but if you set a record for a franchise, that franchise needs to be like, all right, well, we're going to re sign you until you retire, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to, you, you represent the Lions now in a way. Like, yep. yeah. Good, good season, good season, and and you know for for both our teams, there's a lot of excitement for me going into 2023, and and even the Cardinals. Like this was a shitty year for the Cardinals, but 
at least going into the next se- the off season looking for a new GM, new coach, there's some excitement behind that. Um, nope, for sure. And then on the Packers side, you know, there's a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers, what he's going to do. Is he going to retire? Oh, <laughs> um, I got a fun snippet of that. Okay. Did you find? Did you hear that 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 post game interview that he gave where the reporter was like, uh, "We we are all able to overhear." On the field, Jameson Williams, Jameson Williams asked for your jersey, and, and you said, said I'm gonna hang on and to said, this "I'm I got, sorry, but I'm hanging on to this one." And then the, during the interview, they're like, "Well, why? What made this one special?" Or he said, "Why didn't you give it to him?" And he, Aaron Rodgers was like, "Well, there's some jerseys that are just special that you have to hang on to." Well, what was special about this game? You just lost your chance at the playoffs, you know. And he was like, well, you know, some games against – he said the Bears of all teams, which made me laugh. He's like, some games against the Bears, the Bears. Yeah. And, you know, uh, this or that or whatever. And they're like, well, you know, what made this game special? And then he's just kind of like – he totally flipped his answer to be like, well, you know, I just like – this was an important game, which makes it an important uh, jersey to give to, like, people that are very important to me. And I'm like, which is it? Are you making stuff up right now to cover the track of keeping the jersey from your last game? It's, it was yeah, just very weird, weird interview. Yeah, I, I saw that interview afterwards and because and, he was like, oh, you know, it's Lambo, it's primetime. It's like you have played in Lambo in primetime so many times in your career. That doesn't mean jack shit. Yeah. I, I personally, though, I will say this. I don't think he retires. Um I just don't see him as the type of competitor that will go out like this. He's he's too egotistical. But he's even going to want to try to do better. Even if it's his last game as a Packer, that would make that jersey. Oh, I'd be happy. Yeah, that would make that jersey special, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, so I'm just you know people right now are like oh he's gonna walk away. I'm like no, I think he's gonna end up going to another team and trying you know to do what Brady Manning did where you go to a new team and you win a Super Bowl with a new team so that you can show that all along it was me that was good. It was, it was I'm one of the greatest of all time. It wasn't the people around me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Where does he end up? No idea. Maybe yep. Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so with the season over, we've got our final pick results, and we already talked about this at the top of the podcast. Um, last week, I went 9-7. and seven. Uh, did not get my bonus, and you went eleven and five, and did not get your bonus either, thanks to the Rams. <laughs> so for the season, I ended one sixty-five to eighty-nine losses. You ended one sixty-one to ninety-four losses. So you made it close at the end, um, but I snuck out a win. It was up and down all year. We went back and forth all season. So a lot of fun. Looking forward to it next year. And of course, we're gonna do a. We're still gonna do picks for the while for the playoffs. So. You have a chance to be our playoff champion. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get the win percentage here on these games because I want to see how close it actually was. It's gonna be pretty, pretty. So 165 plus 89. That'll give total games 254 for you. Um, 165 divided by 254. That gives you a win percentage of 649. Yours is 631. Six three one, yeah. So very close. <laughs> yeah, and again, I mean, sixty five percent to sixty three percent, basically. Yeah, 
And, and I mean, we were almost two thirds of the time we were picking the right games. Like, mm-hmm. if we would have been putting a dollar on every every one of our picks all season, it come out come ahead. Out, come ahead, yeah. <laughs> so not too shabby, not too shabby. I like it. All right, well, it's wild card weekend, so let's make these picks on these six games. Uh, The first game, I'm I'm gonna go by what I'm gonna go by what when these games are actually happening for our picks. So let me get to the schedule here. Um, Uh, First game, Seattle, San Francisco is the first game. Yeah, they should be in order. Are they in order? Okay, okay, hold on. Yeah. Okay, so first game is Seahawks at the 49ers. 49ers are favored by nine and a half points. Imagine that. Yeah. I don't think it's – I'm sorry, but I don't even think the Seahawks should be in the playoffs the way they played at the at the end of the season. No. And uh, I still feel like the Rams should have won that game. So I think it's not hard to believe that the 49ers are just going to – run the table on that one well considering i picked them as my nfc champion of course i'm gonna take the 49ers <laughs> yeah i don't this is one of those see even despite the picks at the beginning for champions of divisions there's always the chance of a uh of a upset but the 49ers beat the seahawks twice already this season do you know how hard and they always say it's hard to beat a team three times well they're at home and the Seahawks haven't been playing well, so I don't think right. it'll be that hard. And, and the 49ers defense, you know, the Seattle offense is, is not as good as it was in the start of the year. You know, Geno Smith hasn't has been as, as revolutionary as, as he was in the first couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm, I don't see the Seahawks pulling off this upset. There are, uh, there are a couple upsets that I can see happening, and, and I, pro- I picked a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is not one of those. <laughs> nope. All right, well, next up tonight, you have the Chargers favored by two and a half points at the Jaguars because the Jaguars won their division. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Chargers simply for the fact I think they're the better team at this point. I don't. All I can say about this game is it's going to be fun to watch because it is Herbert's first game in the playoffs. It's Trevor Lawrence's first game in the playoffs, and you—it's th- crazy to think that Josh or Justin Herbert has not played in the playoffs yet. And is what fourth season? So uh, third. Okay, third season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I know this. This one—it's funny. All four quarterbacks today are making their playoff um, debut: Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. Not none of them have played in the in the playoffs before. This this game is I I think for me it's 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 a little bit of a toss up. I'm going to pick the Chargers, but if we end our picks with no differences, I'll come back and switch to the Jags just so we can have a little bit of a difference. Okay. Uh next up you've got the Dolphins at the Bills in Bills. the morning even, game tomorrow. Not even to discuss this game. Skylar Thompson does not beat the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. Especially the Bills that are favored by almost two touchdowns. After Demar Hamlin returned to the uh, the practice facility today for the first time and and physically with the team, yeah. you tell me that team's not coming out tomorrow and gonna murder the Dolphins? Like, yeah, it's not close. <laughs> that might be 
a bad uh, analogy after talking about DeMar. DeMar we don't need any more deaths on the field. <laughs> we don't need deaths on the field. Um, I apologize. <laughs> Giants. Like you, you bend them over and spank them. How about, yeah, how about that? There you go. They're, they're going to punish just, them. Just something, yeah, they're going to get punished. All right. Giants at the Vikings. The Vikings um, favored by three points. I do not respect the Vikings. I'm going with the Giants. Saying as much as I don't respect the uh, Giants, I still think the Vikings can beat the Giants. And the same reason for that is that, A, um, they're not playing at night. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. I don't, I don't know. It's an afternoon game, so if it gets if it gets too dark. If it starts time, getting dark, then the, yeah. he might fall apart at the end of the game if it's close. He'll turn back into a pumpkin. <laughs> yes. But I think the Vikings win at least one game. I don't know who they'd play after this, but I don't see them getting out of the divisional round. Yeah, I don't so, know... I think it would depend on on who won, but uh, I, yeah. I just I don't know. The Vikings don't impress me. The Giants have have started to kind of get back to where they were in the beginning of the year, and you know, crazy shit always happens. You know, the favorites don't always win, so if I'm going to pick an upset, it's definitely going to be the Vikings uh, and Kirk Cousins choking. <laughs> Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals favored by eight and a half. Bengals. That's, yeah. that's an easy. I'm one. just filling yeah. it out already because. The Bengals, the Ravens have not. I don't even know if they've won under. Tyler if Lamar Huntley. was playing, it would be closer in my mind. But without your best player and your quarterback, you're not going to beat the red hot Bengals. No. Yeah. I'm with you. And last up, you've got the Cowboys favored at the Bucks. Well, I mentioned this earlier. Um, I'm going with the Bucks. I think the Bucks pull off the upset. Tom Brady's never lost the Cowboys. It's a primetime game. It's a playoff game. I think uh, Brady will will step up, and I think the Cowboys, much like they did against the Commanders, will, will falter. Well, I'm going to take the Cowboys simply for, much like I said, I picked them as my second team to win the NFC. Yes. So <laughs> I'll take them to. Uh, figure it out this week like they couldn't against the commanders somehow yeah. well they, they better figure it out this week because they don't get any more chances <laughs> yeah last chance to figure it out guys but... yeah cool all right all right well. well there you go all right well we'll be back with a short short podcast next week uh, i thought this one was gonna be short and we still went an hour 15 um but yeah next week when we have six games to talk about to recap it'll be even shorter yep <laughs> So, uh, yep, we'll be back next week for episode 22 covering the wild card weekend going into the divisional round. Um, things will just continue to get shorter as we go because teams will keep getting eliminated. So there you go. Yes. But uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for coming and hanging out uh, and listening. And uh, thanks to Strawberry and all the Raiders that came to hang out. BMZR. Glad we were able to connect all the way to Germany with you. Good to see you. And, Love our uh, international fam. Yes. So for everybody out there that's listening to the podcast, thank you as well. We hope that you guys are enjoying this season all the way into the end of it. And uh, we'll just see what happens from there. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Richie, you got any closing thoughts? 
Uh, no, just uh, it's been a fun, you know, now that the regular season's over and, you know, it was a fun regular season as we kind of wind into the playoffs and off season. Um, you know, looking forward to, to still still having some stuff to discuss with, you know, Derek Carr's future and you know, all the quarterbacks and the draft and the combine. I mean, there's there's always football to talk about. So we will we will be here well past the Super Bowl. The one thing about the Lions-Packers game and the outcome of the season that I wanted to mention at that point that I was thinking about earlier today is free agency is going to be fun for the Lions because this is the type of season that makes people want to come play with your team. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm looking forward to free agency. A team on the rise. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to that. That will be fun to cover uh, – come March or free agencies before the draft March right? yeah yeah so that'll be combines fun. in February free agencies in March uh draft is end of April beginning of May exactly all right everybody thanks for hanging out thanks for coming out and uh all the support you guys give we love it until next week we will catch you on the blip, blip side I was gonna on say blind side. side but flip side works all right Later. Bye, everyone.